0: Hello, and welcome to Sherlock, From Adler to Amberley, an attempt to analyse all 56 of the Sherlock Holmes short stories by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, in order. Starting with the first story, A Scandal in Bohemia, featuring the celebrated adventuress Irene Adler, and finishing with the final story of the casebook of Sherlock Holmes, The Retired Cullerman, where Holmes and Watson accept the case from Mr Josiah Amberley. Hence, from Adler to Amberley. My name is Karl Kopak and I'll be presenting this irregular series along with a special guest as we attempt to assess the value of each tale of the canon. A recap then of The Adventure of Charles Augustus Milverton by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. We think it's 1899, we think that anyway, when Holmes and Watson are out on one of their nightly rambles uh, and they return to find the card at 221B Baker Street. The Holmes is appalled when sees that it's of, from Charles Augustus Milverton, Appledore Towers, Hampstead. Agent. I like agent at the end. Uh, there's a note on the back to say that the man himself will be ten- will be uh, calling at uh, six thirty. So it's maybe a late afternoon stroll they've had. Holmes is appalled, and as usual, Watson's no idea who the man is. Um, I love the description of uh, Milverton, who's a blackmailer. Uh, he equates him to being one of the serpents in the zoo, and he says, "See the sli- the slithery, gliding, venomous creatures, where the dead with with their deadly eyes and wicked, flattened faces." That's how Milton impresses me, uh, which I really, really like. Uh, Milton's a blackmailer. He's a famed black, blackmailer as well, um, and seems to be somehow outside the law, even though he's the worst man in London. he, he He's called that twice, the worst man in London, um, and the most dangerous man in London as well. But what's this got to do uh, when the man, uh, who is very, very like Mr Pickwick, apparently, what's, what's it got to do with Holmes? Well, this is a bit extraordinary. Holmes has been um chosen as an agent uh, to act um with the uh, for the family of a uh, the, the most beautiful debutante of the year uh, because there's a letter she, she's getting married to another bigwig and there's a um uh, there's a letter that uh, Milverton has and he's going to uh publish that on the 14th um and if if that happens there will be no marriage on the 18th it's a uh, it's a very private letter shall we say I'm not actually sure Milton's broken the law here, but uh, I'm sure we'll discuss that with Tanya. So, Milton shows up, and he's just absolutely calm personified. He knows that they hate him. He loves it. He's smiling all the way through it. And in the end, they, they actually try and... Uh, Watson's about to sort of do him in, and they you know they threaten violence upon him. But, um, of course, Milton's done this a million times. He's got a gun, and he gets his way out of it. Um, Holmes is baffled. He doesn't know what to do. And to be honest, the first time I read this, nor did I. I thought, I don't I see what he does here because, um, well, because I don't really think he's broken laws. It's, it's, obviously, it's mo- morally wrong, but I think he's not really done anything wrong. But he does, Holmes does something which I think is is, is equally bad, to be honest. He becomes um, enamoured of, not really, um, but is certainly engaged to. Agatha, who is Milton's housemaid, and this is something that we're going to discuss. So he, he seems to, He's obviously going to disappoint him because Holmes has no interest in women whatsoever, or definitely no interest in love. Um, and he says, he, he says to Watson, "It's okay because there's a hated rival who will cut me out as soon as my back is turned." Um, good, but it's still we're, we're going to get into this. But I, that doesn't sit well with me at all. I really don't like this this element of, of Holmes's personality. Um, throwing one, breaking one girl's heart to uh, to repair another just because she's got money. I don't like that. Um, but they resolve to, um, the reason that he's, uh, become affianced to Agatha is so he can find the layout of the house, because obviously he's going to go and burgle it. Um, he dressed as a plumber, by the way, uh, to, to, to win Annie's. He didn't, he didn't go as Sherlock Holmes, he went as uh he went as a, as, a, as a escort, uh, a plumber, um, to uh, win Agatha's heart, admittedly, in about 20 minutes. Um. So they decide that they're going to do a burglary. So, I mean, it was interesting for me because there is a disguise here and there's a burglary. So it's very, very scandal in Bohemia. Um, This one doesn't work. Not that scandal in Bohemia works particularly well. But um, they break into the house in the dead of night and all is set except one tiny problem. Milverton is awake and he's waiting for, it's clearly an appointment in the middle of the night. Um, So they have to hide behind a heavy curtain. Um, the sequence in which they do this is beautifully written. It really is. It genuinely is, you know, they, they think they're going to get caught at any second and Milberton, of course, is armed. Um, but uh, all they can do really is watch because he's keeping an appointment with a woman who we initially think, and he certainly thinks, um, is like a, a misused um, housemaid or other who uh, uh, wants to sell some papers, some letters from Counts, someone or other, And um, but it's not. Uh, the, the woman pulls down her veil and it is clearly someone he's wronged in the past and she says this she said you you well you killed my husband you broke his heart um when you published this letter and milton's clearly rattled by this because he doesn't like the fact that she's showing up uh and obviously is armed but uh, he tries to charm his way out of it no dice she shoots him and then and this is brutal stamps on his face um Watson goes to help because he's Watson and he's a doctor, and uh, as it says in the BBC series, he saves the life, not solve the case. Um, And Holmes says, no, let's not do that. Let's leave him where we are. And uh, he goes to the safe, which is open, and he throws all the papers inside there into uh, the fire. So Holmes has protected the the establishment, which isn't really like him, but uh, that's what he's done. Uh, and they they run off and they they scale the wall and run off into the Hampstead night. But someone actually grabs hold of um, Watson's leg, which he gets rid of. I think it's Watson's leg. Um, the next day, and I, th- I think the final two scenes are completely unnecessary. Um, the next day, Lestrade turns up at Baker Street and says, "There's been a really strange um, murder at Door Towers. Can you help me?" And um, he gives it, he, he said, "Well, how can you find them?" and He said, "Well, I've got." To, uh, he describes, he gives him a description, and, and Holmes says, "I mean, it's a great line." It says, "Why? You know that could be anyone. That could be Watson, of because it was Watson." Um, and they all have a laugh at that. And a bit later on, Holmes realizes who the woman was, and they take they take him to the, they go into the I think it's the the Strand or the Re- or Regent Street or something, and points it at a photo of a of a woman in uh, in some sort of shop or other, and they say, "Oh, it's," and Watson's about to reveal the name when uh, Holmes puts his finger on his lips and says, "No." So there's someone they're trying to protect. I don't think you need that scene, to be honest, Sir Arthur, but um, you seem to know what you're doing. Anyway, that is the adventure of Charles Augustus Milverton.
1: Our guest to discuss Charles Augustus Milverton is Tanya Huvila. Tanya hails from Finland and is, by her own admission, a book geek and has been from an early age. She has a master's degree in English language and literature and is a librarian. Her first encounter with the great detective came with the Jeremy Brett series, and for years saw no one else as Holmes. Two years ago, she survived a cerebral hemorrhage.
0: Hello and welcome to From Adler to No, I've got it all wrong. I've got the title wrong straight away. Um along <laughs> from Adler to Amelie. It's a great start. Um, I've already take two. No, let's leave this. I quite like this. Let's go jazz. Um for many years, well, if, if you listen to the end titles, actually, you'll notice that I actually get the Twitter handle wrong at the end of it, but we're not going to record over the music again, so I'm sure you can find us. Anyway, welcome to Sherlock from Adelaide to Amberley. Uh, we're going to be discussing Charles augustus Milverton with Tanya. Um, but before we start, John, before we start, we're having, we're having our own little TARDIS scene here. Um, you can be Sarah Jane. Um, you've got some news from your part of the world.
2: I I do indeed. So um, I've been asked to do a plug on the show um, of a touring production of The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes uh, that's currently touring around Wales. Um, So Black Rat Productions and Blackwood Miners Institute are doing a production of The Adventure of Sherlock Holmes, which is a brand new comedy with songs. Um, And it's currently on tour during October and November. Um, around all of Wales and um, it's um, going everywhere from Aberystwyth to Wrexham to Abergavenny Cardiff, just name a few places, until the 11th of november um and uh, of interest um you know to to people um to me in particular it is coming to the furnace theater in letley on the 1st of november oh, nice. and the lyric theater in camarfon on the 19th of october i did those in the wrong order but if any uh, listeners are in netley on the 1st of november and go and see the show i will be in the audience that night so um if you recognize me come and say hello Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, okay. I, I like the fact that now, we're now
0: pro, uh, promoting plays. Not just this one, but of course, because we did Bert's, didn't we? So, Bert and Tim. So, um, as, as a little special one off. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, definitely go along to that. Um, I um, briefly lived in Blackwood. Well, no, that's not actually true. I, I lived in Oakdale, which isn't too far away. And well, I basically stayed in Oakdale. I lived in Newport. But I, I know a lot about Blackwood. From about nineteen eighty nine to ninety two, I want to say something like that. I so someone's um, got to live there, haven't they? You know, I I loved it. I loved Blackwood. It was a fantastic place. It was really nice. Although my, um, yeah. uh, I, I, I hope my well, this is what mind was saying. This um, they always served people who didn't have my accent first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my my, my, was, my other half's my other half's mother's originally from Blackwood, um, and. Um, it, it, I, I've only gone there once or twice, but it's like the land that time forgot because the high street is, is like 1980s. you know. Yeah. were there, they yep. said a little wimpy. You know? It's <laughs> um, yep. it, It's like That's that. Right. Um, but uh, if anyone is interested in the adventures of Sherlock Holmes, go to blackrackproductions.co.uk and there's a list full list of the tour dates uh, on I the website. This on
0: our Twitter, can't
2: we? That makes sense.
0: Yep. Which is at adler 2. Ignore what that idiot says at the end of this show completely wrong um Tanya (laughs) this is the longest intro we've ever had without introducing the guest so hello Tanya hello (laughs) hello thank you for coming on to the show that's very kind of you And we know you've had covid and things so uh, um (sighs) uh, so we hope you fully recovered from that
1: um you would hope yes but it's a slow going thing it's like
0: you, you haven't got the long
1: variant have you no but it's just that the cough is so persistent i still keep coughing sometimes oh god yeah it's horrid
0: oh lord i've only had it once so i feel quite lucky to do that um yeah and uh, we've already played your bio on the show so we know all about you but i think we can ask a few more questions (laughs) and here's a question for you what are the only two finnish words which are used com- commonly in the UK. Because I heard this yesterday. Mass- just a massive coincidence. John, uh, I want you on this as
1: well. Uh, sauna. Yeah. Obviously. And, and that's how I pronounce and it. Everybody's, but, uh, yes, everybody pronounces it wrong. It's sauna. Sauna, yeah.
0: <laughs> I knew that.
1: And the other one. It's,
0: it's, it's a cheat. It's Molotov okay. cocktail.
1: Ah, uh, of course it's Molotov cocktail.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. I may have been listening to the uh, the QI Book of General Ignorance uh, uh, this week, and that came. I thought, oh, I've got I've got a Finnish guest tomorrow. I was must learn how to do that. And um, didn't even uh, know that you said, was Finnish. Yeah, <laughs> didn't didn't ever make a note about there be a, a round of finished questions before we got to, got got to the worst man in London.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: no, that's true. and And you're a Brett fan. I, I find this interesting because I have my Sherlock, and no other Sherlock is as good as sherlock as this as my Sherlock. Um so you two have um it should be Rathbone, but you've gone for Jeremy Brett.
1: yes, it's um, I was eight when they started showing Brett's Sherlock Holmes in Finland in eighty five and I kind of grew up on UK detectives. They were on all the time, your Morses, your Bergeracs, everything. And Jeremy Brett just did something to the little eight-year-old me. And he's been the only one for me up until now. Because I've I suddenly,
0: I know exactly what you mean, but I I think the, the biggest thing I like about Brett is he looks like Sherlock Holmes, yeah. which is ridiculous, oh, yes. which is a ridiculous thing to like someone for just because they look vaguely like you know the the, the page drawings you know much I mean, he's, earlier. I mean,
1: he's perfect. He's absolutely perfect. But I have to say, I'm br- really very much liking uh, Johnny Lee Miller in Elementary. Okay. Which has surprised me a lot. I didn't expect that. But yeah, I like him.
0: But he doesn't look like Sherlock.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not.
0: (laughs) No. Um, Sherlock, by the way, my favourite Sherlock, as I've said a billion times here, has never played Sherlock on the small screen, uh, which is Clive Merrison. He is Sherlock for me. Well, that's just the voice, I think, more than anything. But he does look like Basil Rathbone. As far uh-huh. as I'm concerned. Um, we're gonna move on and talk about well, it's 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 a big story, it's a really, really big story. And I, I've said time for for the last few episodes that I think apart from the opening of the adventures, this is his strongest run from mm-hmm. about I'd say naval treaty onwards, right the way across the hiatus, um, up to about golden Pans nay. Um it's just banger after banger after banger and milverton, yeah. Um well, I always ask, oh no, I've, I've not asked one of my first question. Um, actually, I'm going to save the opening for that question. But like, I ask two questions for every show, but I'm going to go for the other one first. I'm going to say, did you like Charles augustus Milverton?
1: Yes, yes. And anyway.
0: and no. <laughs> well, this is it. This is it. This is what I'm <laughs> going to get into, because I think it's masterful, this story. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I think it's an incredibly well-written story, and I love it and absolutely despise everything about it at the same time. Exactly it's horrific. That.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything about it is it's not it's not like you know the cardboard box where you know there's the years and things like that. Cause I don't mind a bit of that. But mm-hmm. it's just and it's not sitting no nowhere near as bad as the three gables. But yeah it's just morally absolutely all over the place.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: It's just and it's, uh, John, where do you stand on Milverton? Uh, sorry, that, that's a, that's that's not That's a really bad joke. Sorry, that was genuinely accidental. John, where would you like to stand I... on? Where would you like to switch your heel into Milverton?
2: <laughs> I I I love this one. Um, this is one of my favourite stories. But I, I I do get what you're saying about how it is a little bit problematic in places. But in some ways, aren't they the best
0: stories? The ones where well, you think. Ugh. Of, 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 the, it, which I, of which I include the cardboard box, which I absolutely love, and it's horrible.
1: Yeah, I I do think if if
2: it was, I I do wonder if it was like more black and white, like Holmes was, you know, more upstanding and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Would it be such an interesting story? I like a bit of a complicatedness to the hero.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, definitely.
2: Does it, if, if people, surely you've read
0: the story, surely, um, don't know <laughs> what we're talking about. It's the fact that, I'll just make sure we're all on the same page more than anything else. Um, to save a rich woman, Holmes breaks the heart of a poor woman and is fine with it. Um, yep. And we, we as you know, Tanya, we have a section on the show called Watson Watch. And yep. I like the fact that Watson jumps in and says, well, well hang on, you can't do that. Um, but I also hate the fact that Watson never mentions it again.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I
0: can do that. Okay, right. Oh, well, should we go and do this burglary then? It's it's so strange.
1: Yeah, it is. It's so all over the place. Yeah,
0: it's well. In in Bert Coulson's version of this, he, he he produced this one for the for the Radio Four archive. And he really dug into the, as I said, Aggie's a character. She's Agatha. She's Aggie yep. in the book. Yep. And they really, like, they they play out the first time. Mm. Holmes is, what's his name? Escott or something.
2: Escott, um,
0: yeah. Escott um, meets her in the pub and, like, you know, he buys her a drink and buys a bloke a drink. And he's all mm. sort of cockney charm and sort of very Dick Van Dyke, sort of jumping around with his fingers in his lapels, that sort of thumbs in his lapels, all that sort of stuff. And Bert really goes to town on that. Like, he does a scene where she's like standing, waiting for him outside on her own, saying, Come on, where are you? Um, and I know because of the pace of the story that Conan Doyle couldn't do that. But mm-hmm. I just wondered, would there be a better way of doing it? Because it happens every now and then, but Holmes is hideous. He really is. He's, this is a deeply unpleasant thing he's done. Yeah. Where, what, what would you think he would have... Could he have done that better?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I think with the way the story is, as is written, I think it feels like that's all he had spoons for at that time. Yeah. Yeah, it feels, it feels, it's such an odd story.
0: It jars. I think it jars more than anything else.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. but I
0: suppose at the same time, you've got to look at it from the point of view of the um, of the time as well. Mm. Um, I read on Leslie Klinger's notes, who said, you know, it, it, it was getting engaged to housemaids was the joke in those days. So he's just thrown this in the joke rather than the sort of 21st century reason of, yeah. hang on, yeah. that's not really on. And I suppose he's got to illustrate that Holmes, as we all know, has no time for emotion, has no time mm. for women, has no time for hearts and flowers, as he says later on. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is just—I think it's the second worst thing he does after the 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 the, the racist story.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, which 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 admittedly he walks away from straight away and he turns his back on as does as does Conan Doyle. Once he mm. said it, he doesn't revisit. But it's the fact for me that Watson jumps in and says, "Hang on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you, you can't do that." And, and as we all know, um, uh, the, the good doctor is uh, well. What's the line, John? He's he, knowledge of women from three individual from three separate continents, or something.
2: Yes, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I would quite like to raise the first legal discussion here.
0: Go on. Um, and There's going to be a few in this.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. But breach of promise.
0: Breach is, of promise. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, breach of promise is a um a tort under common law. So um while it's not a criminal act, um Holmes has breached criminal law <laughs> by uh, getting engaged under uh, well false pretenses or getting engaged and then changing his mind. So this is the
0: case of identity again. Where he says to Windebank, it's a uh, Winderbank says something like it's not actionable, what I've done. So obviously in, in the case of identities. He's um pretended he's basically made up a character to get engaged to his, his stepdaughter so he can take her money by disappearing and swearing that he'd never get married to him. John loves that story. Um, but, uh, and he says, uh, and Holmes says, you know, some, something like it's not actionable, but then he gets his riding crop down from the wall and thrashes him about the room. Doesn't Sherlock yeah. do the same thing?
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, it's horrid.
0: And yet, I still love the story. Um, (laughs) I I just find that really strange. And so I think what Holmes has done is odious. Whereas Milverton, I I don't know what you think about this, Tanya, but I love him. I think he's brilliant. (laughs) I really like him. Just because he's so calm and nice. And, you know, he's he's only phased at the end where... uh, What are you going to do? Shoot me? Oh, yeah. I just think he is. I know he's the worst man in London. Um, I'm not quite convinced when Holmes says, "You know, I've dealt with fifty murderers, and no one makes me feel as bad as he does." I mean,
1: yeah, that's ridiculous. Do do, do, do
0: you want a list?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's something about Milberton that. I mean, he's so cool, calm, and composed it seems like nothing will shake him until the end. Yeah. And he's so... There's this kind of joyfulness about his evil. Yeah. It's fascinating.
0: And I, I love the description of um, <coughs> when when they mock attack him in, in Baker Street. Yes. When he, uh, Watson says he darts to the side of the room like a rat.
1: Yeah.
0: As in he he's so honed he's so into this world that he knows what's going to happen and okay i know you're going to attack me but i've got don't worry i'm i'm not in any danger whatsoever and also like the fact that he's described as mr pickwick yes which is now as i always see him so in 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 the brett adaptation he's played by robert hardy which i think is fantastic casting in the in the radio four version he's played by peter johnson um who you might know John. I'm not sure if you would do Tanya. Um, he plays Grouty in uh, Porridge.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And he's also in Sisters and Smith.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: Of, as the dad. And uh, Of
2: course he is, cause, yeah. yeah.
0: Because he, he's got the that sort of gentle smile, slightly sinister. It's Harry Grout, basically, in Porridge, who seems actually... If you take the threat away from him, Ashley seems okay. In fact, he's known as a genial Harry Grout. I really should do a, a porridge podcast at some point. Um, definitely. Definitely do that. That's the greatest thing <laughs> I've ever made. I, I, just, I just think it is. Um, this will be next. Now this will be next. Porridge. <laughs> Come on. From from Godfrey's from imprisonment to Godfrey's... It's a bit, a bit of a long title. Let me show you <laughs> work on that. Um... I love the fact he lives in Hampstead. I love the fact that's a little dig at the people of Hampstead. I really enjoy that, and I don't know why, because even to this day, so I used to live quite close to Hampstead, but very much in the poorer area, about maybe a 15 minute train ride away. And Milverton today would live in Hampstead. I'm sorry if you live in Hampstead, and I've got friends who are from there, but it's the sort of place you would go because he's just ever so slightly vulgar. Well, he's more than slightly, but he's got the money that he thinks he belongs in that society. And I love that. That's such a nice little, um, a nice little nod from from uh, from Conan Doyle. I think. I think that's great. And is this the only
1: blackmail story in the canon? I, I can't, can't think of others. Think- And yet he
0: never, you know, it it works and it's a brilliant story, but he never comes back to it. We've had, um, you know, men marrying women and knowing for what he's going to ruin them, like the the illustrious clients. But I don't think we've had an actual blackmail story. And I don't think he, he goes even closer to referring to this one again.
1: Indeed. It's such a surprising story.
0: It just it doesn't sit anywhere. It's a genuine mm. jar because we've we've had murders in the last two. Yeah. There's a murder in this one, obviously. Yeah. But this this is a murder like you cheer. It's okay. It's like it's Watson <laughs> shooting shooting the dog. You know, it's, it's it's that it's that sort of thing. But it just he goes from because when we did the the uh, the adventures, John and I went through the first stories and went not a crime, not mm. even that's not a crime. No, no, is there a crime in this? No, hardly any of them have got crimes in them. Um, case of identity for one. Um, yeah. John John just loves that story. Just loves it. Um, and uh, I'm picking on promise. John. <laughs> I'm picking on John because he um, <laughs> he, he met he met Sophie Olden from Doctor Who recently, and she touched his <sighs> arm twice.
2: Twice. Lucky thing. Twice I met her. Oh, th- three times actually now. I met
0: her quite a few times, but she didn't touch my arm. Quite <laughs> <laughs> uh, jealous. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna come back from my fury and Sophia, um, that on, so So let, let's do um let's do Watson Watch then. Yes. It's a big it's a big one. Yeah. There's no there's no sitting in the chair now.
1: There's no, no there's sitting sense.
0: in a chair being being told what the story is. He's in there mm-hmm. and he's he's already tried to assault <laughs> the, <laughs> the main character. He's already um, raised an eyebrow at home so having the temerity <laughs> to to talk to 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 um to do what he does to Agatha, yep. and uh, and then he's a burglar as well. Mhm. And almost gets caught. And almost does, does he get grab his leg or something?
1: Yep, grabs his
0: leg. Um, I'm going to talk about the ending later on because I've got a theory about the last the last two. They're not chapters, but you know what I mean.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand them.
0: Um, <laughs> But, but, but that, the big line is uh, obviously why that could be a description of Watson is genuinely great. That's a great yes. line. And uh, and Watson, uh, sitting in the Radio 4 version, of Watson is not amused by that. Not <laughs> amused in the slightest. Um, that You know, Holmes is playing with him. But he does a lot in on this one, doesn't he? It's a big, it's a proper Watson story. And again, he acts as the moral anchor to Holmes yep. when he's like, you know, we're going to burgle bur- bur- the house. You know, he's genuinely appalled with that and and yeah, of course he, in the latest stories he can't stop burgling places he burgles <laughs> um, oh, I forgot his name in the, in the brief partisan plans Hugo Oberstein
1: that's right yeah.
0: um, but I think he's just great in this
1: he is quite amazing yes it's a really really good Watson story and it's so much about just Watson and him trying to keep Holmes in the straight and narrow, which obviously that's never going to happen.
0: No, no, I, I think and, and Watson's supposed to be us, yep. But, um, I think my only disappointment is he just he, he, once he's home says, you know, oh, yeah, but it, it, I've, I've got to do this, it's the only way of doing it, I'm the only way of getting the papers back from Milverton, it's the only way I can do it. And Watson just props out a bit of that, he's never really, he doesn't sulk about it, um. No. Or, or do anything like that. Actually that, that leads me in a way to talk to think about why is Holmes doing this in the first place?
2: Can I make a very hey, no. quick Watson? Oh observation. God, yeah. is Watson really you know, they, they've worn evening dress to be inconspicuous.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
2: Watson's wearing tennis shoes with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just yeah. put that
0: out there. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, there's a story of Peter Cook, um, uh, who's an absolute hero of mine. And uh, when, when he was he was going to a um, uh, casino once, um, full suit on, and uh, the, the doorman says, I'm sorry, Mr. Cook, we can't let you in because you're wearing tennis shoes. And he says, <laughs> What? Well, abandon my lucky Reeboks? Have you run mad? I love that story. It's a lucky...
2: David Tennant desk, isn't it's it? It's then David, it. David Tennant, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's what a tuxedo with uh, with his, his, his daps before his, uh, his cons, isn't he so... I love that, daps is such a Welsh word I enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> I will dap you I'm, I'm pretty sure he refers to them as daps in one episode, he says i got he my does, daps yeah. on <laughs> he does, yeah.
0: yeah yeah, he's wearing tennis shoes so um, yeah, I mean, well done for bravery and support your friend and everything, but when it comes to the actual disguise, I mean <laughs> I, wish the, I wish the newspaper report Would have said um, A man was held a, a man, They should have took One of his shoes Or something
1: Oh yes
2: Police are in possession With Of a tennis shoe Cinderella <laughs> 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 he, <he's> dressed, <laughs> The rest of him dressed for the ball Isn't he You know He's in top hat And tails And yeah. tennis shoes <laughs> 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 Imagine if he actually Had Mil- met Mil- Milton As well Milton just looks at him And goes What <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm sorry, oh. you, you've got a game on or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mentioned that the um, home. Why is he doing this? Why is he in this story? Why is he even involved? I get that if um, the woman had said comments and said, "Look, blah blah blah,", blah but being blackmailed, you're the only person. But for some reason, he's an agent to a crime because he basically said he, he's negotiating terms
1: yep I, th- I didn't quite understand that the way they've done it in the Jeremy Brett one is that um, he is contacted because somebody's been recommended him as a discreet man or something so it's yeah I can see that yeah it's possible that Lady Eva his well in the Brett one, um, that one is so convoluted and a messy thing, I don't like it at all, (laughs) but it's like he's got a reputation, especially in the upper crust. Word gets around that you can trust him. Yeah, because he's
0: Oh, I, don't, I don't know, it, it just doesn't work for me I, I, I just didn't quite mm-hmm. and, and obviously they do the BBC version as well when uh, the famous Magnusson, um relieves himself in the fireplace um, which, which I, I think is a, an amazing piece of TV when he's, you know, he's basically just saying well I can just do what I want and if I'm, uh, but he says something like everywhere is my office or something mm. uh, which, which it definitely is um, I, ju- I just my, my first thought was well why would you let the man into no no one? What he's capable of? Why would you even let him into your house? Why not? Again, in the radio four version, they says, "Well, surely why, the, Watson says, why did you invite him to Baker Street? Why don't you get him somewhere else? You know, put, you know, put the yeah, wind up a yeah. bit." Yeah. Um, but it also comes back to the very very shifting sands of how Holmes deals with authority and the aristocracy. Yes. Because it yeah. seems to me he either absolutely can't abide them, King of <laughs> Bohemia. Lord yep. Cantlemere, things like that, or he's yes, I will help you, and I will, I will even throw this poor working class woman over just to get you, just to sort out some the most beautiful debutante in London.
1: Yep, it's so strange.
0: I I don't, and I, I know he's supposed to be inconsistent, but it does sort of lurk, it does sort of. What what, what are we doing this week, Sherlock? Are we we all for the aristocracy? (laughs) Or are we um, salt of the earth messing around with Shimwell Johnson in the East End? Which one is it? I don't get that.
2: Maybe it depends on the individual member of the aristocracy. Less about their position, more about the the person.
0: Well, Cantlemere is really, really brusque and rude. And obviously the King of Mm. Bohemia is appalling. Yes. But... But he, and he bows to Saint Simon in um, uh, Noble Bachelor, I thought it was called. Um, he bows to him, which he doesn't yep. do with anyone else. No, and, and, no. You, and you think, you know, yes, but it's a lady, so that's why he's doing it. But he's not really a fan of the ladies either, is
1: he? <laughs> Definitely not. No. He is not no. a fan of the ladies. I mean, we're not. To, we are not to be trusted. No. For goodness' no. sake.
0: You can't build on quicksand. <laughs> he says later on yeah so but i I don't i don't
2: know he knows exactly how to push watson's buttons though doesn't he because that's how why watson gets involved is because it is a lady and then i think when they're there in the um in milverton's room watson you know in his narration says something like the thought of you know those letters featuring ladies you know who who were you know being manipulated you know something like that you know it's (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. it's it, At least John's consistent. John, yeah. John, you know, we, we get this later on in the Abbey Grange where uh, he, um, something like Watson can't believe that the woman who's clearly lying about the death of her husband, he won't have it because she's a lady. And and uh, I, I don't know if this is the actual story or, or the Radio 4 version, but um, Holmes fans that hilarious and just says, well, oh, well, just because she's a woman, she can't be, you know, telling, not telling the truth. I can't accept it, Holmes. So for God's sake, man. <laughs> how, many, how many murderesses have you arrested over the years? And put your tennis shoes away for God's sake. It's a formal <laughs> dinner. Uh, I don't know. That's um, uh, well, well, and another big question. And John is primed for this, Tanya.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Blackmail. Is it illegal? I, I, of course, it is illegal, but I don't know mm-hmm. how that would be, what that would come under. And John's been putting his pictures of Sophie Aldrin in the drawer <laughs> and has uh, done some research
2: on they're to Yeah, well, I, I did about half hour of research before the show, so, you know... Yeah, for, um, for us, I, that's I a ha- lot of research. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, other than, you know, the, the crimes involving mongooses, where, you know, um, uh, that was out, <laughs> hours by Trevor. Um, sure but, but as far as I can tell, blackmail wasn't actually a criminal offence until the 1960s. Um, oh. And even other similar crimes like acting under duress and things like that, normally have to have a threat of violence rather than risk of reputation. So I don't think under the law at the time, and if we do have any, you know, um, legal historians or legal scholars, please, you know, write in to correct me. But I think Milverton's one of the few characters who hasn't actually broken the law
1: in this story. I was about to say it's Sherlock who's the criminal here.
0: Throughout, constantly. Yeah. From day one, well. he's, he's even lured into his rooms to beat
2: him up. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. So, so, so what, so what have we got? We've we, we've got conspiracy to commit um, at least assault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You've got attempted robbery of the person. Burn um rape. Last yeah. night. We we we've got Different breach faith. of promise. Yep. Yep. You've got burglary.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we've got um, destruction of property, I suppose. You know, because he's chucking yeah. all that stuff in the fire. And
1: yep. then we've
2: got conspiracy to um, cover up a murder. It's
1: yep, yep.
0: And <laughs> Larceny. Larceny, <laughs> looking good. Larceny, the second he takes the the, uh, the goods from the from the safe, it's Larceny. I mean, you might want to throw in a little bit of arson in there as well, actually. <laughs> Yeah, because because it, it sounds like it was a bit of a, fly, a bit of a fire. You said you can still see the light from. Yeah. You. Um Milverton, get some letters, sell some letters, print some letters. And um, I, I, this is why I keep coming back to the morality of the story. He's not broke. It's, it's hideous what he's done. Of course mm. it is, but um, and. But for him to be called the evil one throughout, and the worst man, and, and he, he, he says he slithers, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yes. Um And he's a, a revolting man who I absolutely love. But um, it, it's Holmes who does all the crap. <laughs> yeah. well. I think that's why I like the story so much because it's, it's it is the shift in narrative. You know, the last few stories, he's just dealt with the murder, got the murder, and uh, and then we all move on again. But this one, he's absolutely absolutely in bed. Um. Can we talk about the last few pages?
1: Uh, yes.
0: So I love I love the why that could have been Watson line. I really enjoyed that. <laughs>
1: it's but What's so funny. the
0: bloody point of the last two bits? The bit the Baker Street bit with Lestrade I don't get, and I really don't get the <laughs> Let's go and look at this place. I imagine that someone in a Burlington arcade to look at a picture of a woman in a shop and saying that's her and like, don't say her name, Watson. I don't get that ending at all. I think it just ends with him jumping over the wall and and you know Milton was dead and the letters were all burned. Then we're, I think we, I think we can live with that, but it's, it just reminded me of those American police series where after the you know the epilogue they put like they do this in Police Squad in the epilogue where they after it they, the policemen sit around and talk about the case. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get I didn't get this ending at all.
1: No, it's very strange especially how um you can absolutely sort of if you use your intelligence you you can figure out who this woman is yeah it's i i don't understand this
0: no cuz and, and also i i, I don't see cuz you've done the drama mhm it builds up to the hike it's, yep. And it's a very, very dramatic story as well, Fanny, because we've got the, be- the Burnley bit, I think, is brilliantly done. You know, like, you know mm-hmm. he doesn't just say, we broke in and, but oh God, he was there. It's yeah. really sort of, you know, it, it's the old um, standing on a twig in the forest while a man, there's a man walking around with a gun, you know, the Blair Witch Project type. Um, yes! That, that's really, really well done, and he builds the drama and builds it and builds it and builds the it. The tension it really is well.
1: amazing.
0: And then there's the murder,
1: yep. and
0: that's, that's brilliantly done. Yep. And then uh, as I keep on, then he does two Tardis scenes at the end where we go. Yeah. Oh well, we killed the Daleks, didn't we, Doctor? Yeah, we certainly did, sorry, or Sophie yeah.
2: Aldred, um, whichever one you prefer, John. Um, we did good, didn't we? Time will tell. It always does. Sorry.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> i
2: yi okay. I'm 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 gonna, I'm going to disagree because I really like the Lestrade uh, scene. Um but, Has he really yeah, just I, that I, line? though. is it in just because you thought that's a great line? Of course it is. Yeah, it's a great it's a great line. Yeah, that, that's the only reason Colin Davis put it in. I, I yeah I agree with the portrait thing, um, which reminds me a bit of that scene in From Hell when he takes, um, when Johnny Depp takes uh, Heather Graham yes! to the portrait ga- gallery and stuff like that. You know, it's uh, yeah, um, but. Yeah, that that scene isn't necessary, but I I think the Lestrade scene is absolutely essential. I d- I do like the
0: scenes where he talks to, um, he talks to Lestrade as a friend, uh, mm-hmm. he, and it is and the the, the bounty between them is genuinely light and affectionate. I do like that he does that again in in the Radio Four version yes. of the six Napoleons. Um, they invite. I don't know if that happens in the story. I haven't, I haven't read it for a while, but. Um, they've got Lestrade round to dinner and they says, he says, you know, and, and Holmes says to me, anything on hand at the moment? And I says, have oh, something, uh, something, but it's very, very trivial. And Holmes says, oh, great. Tell me about it. Because, you know, and they all laugh at that. Sort of, you know, you <laughs> wouldn't mention otherwise. And he just wants, he's worked out that he wants, that's why he's there. And I like it when they're paddy yeah. they're like that. Um, can I, uh, as suppose write to myself, can I forgive a completely superfluous scene just for one great line? Probably would I do it? Probably, <laughs> Probably <would. laughs> and Conan's also a bit better than me. Let's just say that it's um, but I don't get I don't get the thing about taking the moment, taking the things the taking Watson to the shops. I'd forgotten all about that. Completely forgot all about it. and just thought, what? what why end there? That just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it's strange. It's. <sighs> They don't have that, obviously, in the um Jerry Brett version because they see who it is, and it's like yeah. it's it's dealt with differently. And they don't have the scene with Lestrade because Lestrade is he's their relationship is different,
0: yeah, true.
1: it's so different. He's there. I mean, Lestrade's attitude towards Holmes is so icy.
0: Yeah. Because he's a threat.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's the criminal here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no no, no one's ever actually bothered to point that out, to be honest. But of all the 27 laws that have been broken in this story, <laughs> none of them belong to the actual man who is the, is the villain. Uh, and yeah. It's all for the hero.
2: Um, Only from a legal point of view. Morality, though, you know, yes. is a different matter. Yeah.
0: Apart it's from the whole, well. you know. it's Victorian morality as well. So yeah, it's yeah. it's very very difficult to, to 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 pick up on.
1: Definitely, yes. Oh,
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um, anything else about Charles Augustus Milberton? Anything else we've left out? I I think uh, I I love it because it's it's so. Genuinely challenging in so many ways.
2: The true story.
0: Oh, absolutely, yes. You got anything, John?
2: Um. So yeah. So the um.
0: Who, it, sorry, who it's based on, I should say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually well inspired by Charles Augustus Howell. Um. You know, there's a cunning, you know, cover-up by Conan Doyle. Um. There, you know. <laughs> He's um, never going to see through that. <laughs> Who was um uh, yeah he was he was actually um a blackmailer um blackmailed uh Rossetti, uh, well, too, Rossetti yeah. and um he actually was found dead in eighteen ninety under strange circumstances found close to a Chelsea public house with his throat slit with a coin in his mouth oh oh hello, which is uh something to do with you know people guilty of slander. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's, he, that
0: sounds vaguely ma- mafioso-like to me. Uh,
2: and then in his in his house, they found numerous letters, um, from you know blackmailing people.
0: Do Do you think if Conan Doyle had taken the three of us to somewhere <laughs> on Regent Street, taking us to a shop window and pointed at <laughs> Charles Augustus Howell, we'd all go, oh, surely, yes, you're right, it's him. Um, no, that's weird because because he, he, he doesn't really refer to other cases at all. So he obviously just read really like the idea of this story. And thought, well, I can't not make it obvious who it's based on.
1: Mm.
0: Because you know, I've I've written this story
2: book. Someone called Mac the Ripper. You know, it's you can't really do it to that degree, <laughs> can you? Um, well, yeah, maybe that's why it's so unique. Um, you know because. You know, like we said earlier, he does recycle story ideas, apart from yes. this.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: But he didn't with this one, and I, th- I think, I think he could, he could retell this, but I don't think he would do it quite as well. Oh, we, we just to shout some light on this. I sent some notes around about my reading to, 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 to the guest and to John, and I've written it's the first and only blackmail story, and he couldn't have done it any better. I, th- I, I, I think it's so good. I, just, I just think it's, a, I think it's a brilliant story, and yet it infuriates me every single time I read it just because it's just it, it, it's it's the it's the housemaid and oh yeah. come on man what are you doing you're supposed to be a stand-up man but maybe that was the times maybe this thing was okay I don't know um I've got this all wrong Tanya and what I normally do I'm gonna start to ask you at the end is I haven't asked you have you first got to Sherlock Holmes I know we had a little brief chat <laughs> mm-hmm. um uh and it's in the bio as well about you know you, you got it from an early age but can you remember when what your first story was when you
1: thought, oh, I want more of that? Um, I think it was Baskerville's. That's that has to be my favourite of all the Holmesy. It's a
0: big one, isn't it? And, it is and a big one. Bizarrely, um. We probably will cover it because well because it's not a short story we're probably not going to win the, there's no plan yet for us to cover it mm. um we we probably probably are going to do the, the four novels at some point which means we get to, oh we get to read the study in scarlet the last hundred pages again <laughs> great because that's fascinating um although i do like the value of fear absolutely yeah basketball is the big one isn't it? i suppose i suppose also yeah. because it's been, parod- it's been parodied so often and there's so many different versions of it. I and mean, then last time yeah. we spoke to Bert, um, who's very much the third Beatle on this podcast, um, he said that he would that he'd like to do a proper version for Tally because it's not been done for so long. Oh no, a proper film version of it, he'd like to do that next. I think it is yeah, it's it's, it's and again we, we talk about how Conan Doyle has done this one based on the cunningly named Charles Augustus Howe. Um, mm-hmm. he did it just because it's such a strong story because he did he did Baskerville as a Sherlock story when he wasn't doing Sherlock stories, but just thought yep. he'd... It's the story too good for me not to... For me to, you know, stick by my principles here and say I'm not doing Sherlock anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. That's great. It's a good
0: it's, one. Well, I, th- I think we've wrapped up Charles Augustus Milverton. We all love it. We're all yes. appalled by it. Um,
1: <laughs> Very much.
0: It's, it's probably the most criminal story... That's so many crimes. Uh, if anyone is, is listening and wants to count up how many laws he breaks on this, do let us know uh, at Adler2 on Twitter um, <laughs> or me at the center, uh, uh, CNCI on Twitter. But um, Tanya, thank you so much for coming on. We hope you enjoyed that. It only leaves me to say thank you, Tanya, for coming on the show and we hope you'll come back soon.
1: Thank you. It's marvellous. Thank you.
0: I would like to thank our hosts at RipperCast, as well as producers Jonathan Mengus and John Rees. A special thank you, too, to Andrew Firth, who created both the graphics and the theme music. You can contact us on Twitter, at Adler to Amberley. Thank you for listening.